going on that then you're, you're exactly right here. Ed, when you talked about that, like there's no natural, like venture capital is not naturally um, filling a space uh, in R and D funding, right? Like, like this is an artificial, right? That space was created for venture capitalism. Uh, you know, we talked last week about all of the, the long history of government supports, uh, government support, subsidies, tax advantages, um, regulatory rule changes, everything that has completely contributed to creating and propping up and growing the VC industry. The, what, what naturally we need to ask then is, you know, we, we do, we talk a lot on the show about like the failures of venture capitalism and also the really stupid things that they continually, um, Bun, you know, uh, bundle, bumble into or create hype around direct money to. But I think it's really helpful to get into like a more analytical sense of like, what are some of the really like structural constraints in terms of how venture capitalism actually works? Like we, we can have a, a kind of a sense from the outside of what's going on, but it's like helpful to actually get a really clear idea of what, uh, and, and with evidence of like, what is, actually going on in terms of like deal flows, decision-making and so on. For Lee, Lee talks about, you know, a lot of this is really hinging on the importance of social capital uh, in, in venture capitalism, right? It's, you know, who, who, you know, is ultimately it, right? What do you look like? Uh, you know, these are uh, really important. These are, are really and oftentimes more important features than things around like, what's your idea? What are you, what have you been working on? Right? What are you wanting to do? And, and so like the first thing that Lee points to is what he calls the importance of social connections in accessing venture capital. And this is, it's not a surprise, um, to see, to learn that like the, uh, uh, it really does matter. Like, who you know or who can put you in contact with a VC in terms of, you know, uh, a direct impact on the realistic chances you have of obtaining funding. But it is helpful to see just in like, just how much this actually really does matter. Um, and, and, you know, looking at some empirical research that Lee, uh, points to and references that, uh, uh, you know, as he writes, quote, social connections play a critical role in enabling entrepreneurs to access venture capital, which belies the meritocratic perception. A comprehensive survey of VCs found that most deal flow comes from VCs networks and that few investments arise from entrepreneurs lacking prior connections. So your, your, your connections are correlated directly and greatly with your likelihood of obtaining funding. And also, in addition to that, the high, you know, a likelihood of obtaining funding at higher valuations for your startups, right? And so if you know people, if you are able to get a direct connection to a venture capitalist um, or view yourself have a direct connection, then that's going to more likely than not translate into funding at a higher valuation. 
then of course leads to all kinds of massive discriminatory effects around gender, race, and class. Uh, you know, even uh, Lee, you know, Peter Lee goes on to point out that you know, furthermore, uh, you know, talking about that there's massive gender discrimination as well as you know some very high-profile cases and lawsuits of uh, gender discrimination in venture capitalism, and Lee points out as well that quote. Furthermore, notwithstanding the perceived willingness of VC firms to fund immigrant entrepreneurs, empirical research reveals that Asian entrepreneurs often face heightened challenges when trying to obtain venture funding. In general, minority-led startups are much less likely to obtain financing from angel investors and VCs. Of course, not, 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 not a surprise, right? But very helpful to have, like... It, the empirical evidence synthesized, summed up, and presented that no, this is this is the case, right? That like all this is why uh, you know if you're coming from Stanford, if you're a Stripe alum, right? If you are part of the right organizations and country clubs, uh, you know all of this is why like these people are the ones who get value, who get funding and get higher valuations. Uh, VCs really also, you know, they love to perpetuate this kind of myth of meritocracy. And they also love to do things like holding, you know, open days, you know, open pitch days. They always say, oh, you know, we accept all cold calls, right? Like, you know, really saying, you know, we value the ideas, not the people, right? We're always looking for the most investable idea, not, not the people behind it. But in reality, as Lee points out, uh, that these uh, uh, attempts to secure VC funding um, without some kind of shared social context, in other words, you know, without direct connections or being part of the same networks, you know, so through cold calls or open pitch days, are not only largely ineffective, um, as the evidence shows, they can actually be harmful. VCs that have been, that Lee interviewed, as well as looking at other research on this, shows that a lot of uh, uh, VCs actually find cold calls to be really off-putting. Uh, they, they furthermore treat open pitch days as, uh, you know, they rarely lead to any financing. And in fact, they are much more of a predatory activity um, because participants are often charged fees to, to, to take part in open pitch days um, without having any realistic chance of obtaining funding. So it's just a nice way to collect fees from hopeful people without actually ever having to uh, give them any, any uh, investment. It really does come down to who you know, what start, what, what connections you're in. It's also why organizations like Y Combinator or 500 Startups or Plug and Play Tech Center, um, are like massive gatekeepers to venture capital. In other words, a lot of this really comes down to, and I think a lot of the things we're going to talk about, uh, in this episode really come down to, um, uh, outsourcing due diligence. Uh, and outsourcing market research um, to other factors, right? Oftentimes other forms of social capital. So it's like you don't have to do due diligence on a firm 
Um, you don't have to do market research on trends. You don't have to do any kind of analysis, like financial analysis. And in fact, VCs tend to be really bad at doing like basic uh, uh, analysis and projecting. Um, but you don't have to do any of that if you instead outsource all of that to other forms of gatekeeping, uh, your social networks, your social relationships, other organizations like startups and you know, startup accelerators. Um, universities like Stanford, you know, you outsource VCs, outsource all of these, you know, real, you know, seemingly important parts of their job to uh, really superficial um, indicators of social capital. Mm-hmm.